Welcome to Notes from a Child Psychologist, the podcast, a place for parents who aspire to be intentional about meeting the mental health needs of their children. My name is Dr. Tasha Brown, a licensed clinical psychologist who specializes in working with parents and their children. So many parents tell me that they wish parenting came with a handbook. And on a daily basis, parents tell me how overwhelmed they are with the abundance of parenting resources and tools out there. The one thing I've come to realize is that no matter their parenting concern or struggle, deep down, parents just want their children to be healthy, happy, and thriving. If you are a parent who's ready to build their parenting toolbox, join me each week as we explore topics that directly impact the mental health of your children. From a culturally relevant perspective, it is my goal to provide you with facts, resources, and practical tools so that in the end, you can make decisions that work for you. While I love talking with you each week, this is just a friendly reminder that this podcast and the information provided by the host and or guest is not a replacement for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. I'm excited to have you here and excited to take notes with you. Hello and welcome back to Notes from a Child Psychologist. I am super excited to have you here as always. I feel like I say that every single time. We are talking about, I know last week we spent some time talking about those back to school nerves, those back to school jitters and helping to prepare parents for that. A lot of you are very well into that beginning of the school year. Some of you are preparing for that to happen in the next couple of weeks. And so I want to spend some time in this episode just talking about some warning signs that your child may be struggling with the transition back into the new school year, because we know that any major change in routine can be really disruptive for children and for families. We talked about that at the start of the summer, how sometimes those shifts in routine, those shifts in what's happening can be really bothersome and, and really um, hard for a lot of children. And so we want to make sure that at the start of the school year, we are on the lookout for signs that children and adolescents may be struggling with that transition so that we're able to get in there and provide support and help as early as possible. Before I jump into today's conversation, I would like to say thank you to everyone who has supported the podcast, who continues to support the podcast in the many ways that you can support the podcast. I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. One of the reasons why I do this podcast is because I feel like I spend so much time on a daily basis, like providing all this great clinical care and knowledge to the families that I work with. And I'm always like, man, I wish everyone could get this. Um, and this is my way of everyone, meaning the listeners, um, getting this information. Um, because we know that access to mental health care, access to information about mental health is limited. And we don't want to hoard 
the, the, the information. We don't want to be the gatekeepers of the information. And so this is my way of making sure that parents, caregivers, aunties, uncles, whoever loves a child feels supported and feels like they have something that will help them to help their child. There are so many ways that you can support the podcast. Number one, you can just share this with someone that you think may be interested in it. You can share it on social media. You can send them the link in their text messaging, in their WhatsApp, however you communicate. You can post it on your social media. You can also go in and leave a review or a comment this way that other families and other parents can find the podcast. And you can also provide some monetary support by clicking the link in the bio and contribute in whatever way that you feel fit so that we can continue to provide high quality um, conversations and episodes here. So with all of that being said, thank you again. Let's jump right into this week's conversation. How can we know that a child is not transitioning well to the back to school part of the year. And we are going to start that conversation by jumping right into our note of the week. It's time for the note of the week. Each week, I will be bringing you a note. The note will be a letter from you, the listener, a clip from a newspaper article, a social media post, or something circulating in popular culture that is relevant to your child's mental health. The goal of the note is to start an important conversation about an issue and springboard us into a discussion about how you can support your child's mental health, strengthen the relationship between you and your child, and if you choose, put some new parenting skills into action. Join me for this week's note. As always, this week's note of the week can be found in a link in the bio in um, the show notes. So feel free to check that out if you want some more information. So this week's note of the week comes from a article from verywellfamily.com called Warning Signs Your Child is Struggling in School. And the clip that we pulled says, When kids struggle in school, the stress and anxiety of the situation typically follows them home. You may notice changes in behavior as well as complaints. They may even refuse to go to school or they may spend hours on homework only to give up in frustration and neglect and turn in assignments and required reading late. It is not uncommon for children to become withdrawn, less talkative, or not as vivacious as they used to be, At a licensed mental health counselor in Florida says. If you notice all of these things, they may not be seeking out activities that they used to enjoy, or they may not be spending time doing things that they like, like playing on the phone or video games. These may be signs that your child is struggling. While every child is different, there are some red flags that can indicate that a child needs help. I chose that note of the week because I think that it really emphasizes and and highlights that when a child is struggling at school, especially in those beginning parts of the year, 
as a parent, as a caregiver, you will be able to pick up on those things. Ideally, if you're paying attention and sometimes we know that things like slip under and it's hard to pick up on it. So I will say that as well. Um, but very often we can pick up on signs that children may be struggling at home and also teachers will also start to pick up on some of these signs. So let's talk about what some of these things will look like or could look like if your child is struggling with that transition back to school. So the first sign that your child may be struggling with the back to school is what we in the field call school refusal. And school refusal is one of those heartbreaking, really tricky things to treat um, because it starts off with some of that separation anxiety like we talked about in our last episode. And if you haven't listened to that and your child is having some difficulties with separating from you in the morning when it's time to go to school, that may be a great episode to start with. But school refusal are behaviors or the culmination of behaviors that a child or adolescent exhibits that get them to the point where they are not going to school at all, getting to school really late, or having to leave school before the school day ends. So when we talk about full school refusal, we're talking about it from a few points. One, if they aren't going to school at all. Two, if they're getting to school really late because you're dealing with that, whatever it is that's happening in the morning and it's hard to get them to school, or they do get to school and then you're having to pick them up early because of behavior or typically it's because of behavior or because they're so anxious um, or they're just having a hard time that you're having to pick them up early. That is one of the telltale signs, school refusal that your child is struggling with that transition back to school. If you are experiencing school refusal with your child, it is going to be so important that you think quickly about how to manage this and that you get everyone on board. So all caregivers, all teachers, all school officials on board about how to manage the school refusal. And I would even take it up a notch and say, you want to reach out for some mental health support for your child as quickly as possible. Not saying that your child meets clinical diagnosis for anything, but school refusal is one of those things that if it settles in and your child gets used to it, it is extremely hard to reverse this refusal for going to school. So if you notice your child is starting to refuse to go to school, you want to pay attention and you want to address that as soon as possible. Very quickly, identify what the issue is. Are they refusing to go to school in the morning? Is someone at school calling to pick your child up every day at 1115? Um, What's happening at 1115? What can we change around 1115? Or is your child just refusing to go to school um, at all? What's happening? Is staying home really fun? What's happening at home or what's happening at school that's preventing this school, this this school refusal? You want to think about making the alternative to whatever is happening when they refuse school, not fun and entertaining as possible. So if they're refusing to go to school, Well, if you stay home, there's going to be, it's not going to be a free day. Like there's still going to be work. There's still going to be expectations. Um, If you come home, 
there are still going to be work. There's still going to be expectations. If we're home in the morning going through this back and forth, there are going to be expectations around that. And then also just giving your child a space to voice themselves, like what it is that is for them getting in the way of them going to school um, and engaging with school in a way that doesn't include the school refusal. So school refusal, big sign that your child is struggling. Some other signs is that there is a really big change in their attitude about school. So you have a child who loves school. They're all into it. They're talking about it. And the year before, you can never get them to kind of get quiet about what was happening at school. You always knew what was going on. They were excited about it. And then all of a sudden, you don't hear anything. They're not excited about school. They don't want to talk about it. They are having a a hard time and, and there's just this big change in their attitude about school. That may also be a sign that your child is struggling with that transition back to your school. And you may want to start conversations, simple ones like, hey, I noticed that you're not as excited as last year about school. Or I noticed that you are having some difficulties with your friends and you're talking about it more. Or I noticed that you, you're crying every morning before you go to school or you're not going to your after school activities. Just noticing and pointing it out to your child that you notice that change in their behavior with this change going back to school um, can be very an important piece in getting the, your child the support that they need. Also, these physical symptoms. So your child complaining of stomach aches or headaches. Um, you're seeing changes in their eating patterns or their sleeping patterns. And you're just noticing like all these changes in your child's physical well-being. Very often, these can be signs that your child is just struggling with that transition back to school. They may be struggling with their new teacher. They may be struggling with the workload. And when I say that a child is struggling with the, the back to school, um, that struggle may look different in so many different ways. So that could look like academic struggle. That could look like struggle with the kids in the classroom. That could look like struggle with the teacher. It, it could look like so many different things. And so just remembering that these signs that your child may be struggling with back to school does not necessarily mean that they're struggling with the academic piece. They may be doing so well with the, the academic piece of it all. And what may be happening is that they are struggling with the, um, with the social piece of it or with the routine piece of it. So look out for those displays that they are struggling with those somatic and physical symptoms and, and those difficulties. Also, if you're noticing that your child is spending so much time on their homework or they are getting really obsessive about completing things and it's getting in the way of uh, everyday functioning so they can't do the extracurricular activities or they're unable to support in or get through the, the after school routine, 
because they're spending so much time on work and they're crying and they're having a hard time, that's a sign that your child is struggling with back to school. And you may want to think about a tutor or you may want to think about talking with a teacher about how you can better support the child in the classroom setting. All of those things are going to be extremely important. Also, behavioral concerns in the classroom setting. So, and I work with kids a lot who have difficulties with their behavior in the classroom. So not paying attention, talking out of turn, getting into fights with the other kids, talking back to the teacher. Those may be signs that your child is having a really hard time with the school year. Very often we look at that purely as like a behavior concern. And I am a very, very big advocate in spreading the word that when a child is exhibiting behavioral concerns, that is a clear indication that something is going on that needs attention. Whether that be something is hard, like the schoolwork is hard, or they are not getting along with the other children in the classroom, or they may be getting into it with the teacher. We want to pin or that they're on a whole different side of the classroom of the school building and they're having a hard time transitioning to that school, that part of the school building. All of these behavioral concerns or behavioral difficulties could be a sign that that transition back to school is, is hard. One of the last things that I'm going to talk about is the grades. So when we think about just academic performance, very often we use that as like the indicator that a child is struggling back to with back to school. And some people use it as the first and only indicator. But I like to suggest that it is one of the indicators, but something to look look for that your child is not not doing well. So they are getting really poor grades. They're not performing academically in the way that we would expect them to. That's a clear sign that your child is struggling and we don't want to wait. We don't want to wait to address that. We want to get in there and think about how we can provide support to children who are struggling academically as soon as possible because that may need that that may mean that they need additional testing. They might need some services. They might need a tutor. There's so many different things that may need to happen if your child is struggling academically. And we want to make sure that they're getting that as soon as possible. So what are some things that you can do to help your child cope with the back to school transition? What are some ways that you can support them? One thing that you can do is just acknowledge your child's feelings. And I know this sounds really simple, like, okay, but one thing in your acknowledgement is just acknowledging, yeah, the back to school transition can be hard. Yes, school can be difficult. Yes, it's hard to meet new friends. Yes, the work in your new school or your new grade is hard. Acknowledge those feelings for your child. And that can go such a long way in helping them feel seen and heard. And if we go back a couple of episodes where we talked about helping your child to develop their own voice, 
We know that can also help your child to feel as if they are as if they have the space to bring up to you when they are experiencing difficulties. So just acknowledge to your child like, yeah, those back to school times can be really difficult. Give them some choices so that they can feel like they can that they have some choice and some control over back to school. One of the things about school is that there's not a lot of choices in school. Like you have to go, you have to go to your teacher there. You have to do work. Um, And for some children that can be really anxiety provoking for some children that can contribute that lack of control can contribute to behavioral concerns. And so giving your child some control may be very beneficial and helpful. So what do you want to eat for breakfast? What do you want to bring for lunch? Um, What color notebooks do you want? What time do you want to eat your snack first? Or do you want to start your homework first? Giving some control in a time where going from the summer months to school, children are losing, honestly, a lot of control that they've had um, through through their days and, and throughout time. You also want to think about how you can debrief about the school day in ways that are fun. And you want to think about this debriefing about the school day for two, two reasons. One, you want to hear about what's happening. Um, and you want to use this debrief as a space for, okay, I heard this, like this is going on. You're picking up on things that your child may be saying or themes that may be coming up when you speak to your child that may be indicate, indicating that they are having some control. So, or some difficulties with that transition back to school. And so you want to debrief as much as possible and don't make your debrief an interrogation. It's just like what's happened at school. What was your most favorite part of the day? Um, asking very direct questions, not open-ended questions. So you're getting some information. Also, you want to have this debrief, debrief just to provide your child with a space for them to be able to share what it is that's going on and what difficulties that they're having. And that may be just therapeutic for them, like knowing that, okay, when I get home, I'm going to be able to share with my parent, caregiver, whoever, what it is that has been going on. The last coping strategy that I want to talk about for you and for you to think about with helping your child to ease that transition back to school is just being in constant communication with your child's teacher. And this one sounds very simple, but it is so important. From the beginning of the year, you want to start thinking about how you can establish open, honest communication with your child's teacher or with your child's teachers or with whoever they may work with in the school building. Because more often than not, these individuals are the ones who pick up on if your child is having some struggles throughout the day and you want to hear from them. And it also sometimes if teachers know like, okay, this parent is going to be checking in with me or they are going to be engaging with me, they may be more inclined to kind of pay closer attention to what it is that's happening with your child because they know that there is going to be a follow up conversation. 
And so stay in touch with your child's teachers as much as possible so that you can start to have conversations about what your child may be struggling with as early as possible. I really hope that this school year is one that is full of joy and progress and all of that amazing good stuff for you and your child. And I hope these things to look out for in the beginning of the school year can be helpful in in thinking about that transition and, and helping things to be as smooth as possible, as well as giving you some support in how you can get in there and give your child the support as they need. As always, thank you so much for listening. This episode was produced by Kate Saludi. As always, I love taking notes with you and I hope you can join me again next week. Bye. Hey there. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Notes from a Child Psychologist. I am looking forward to reading your comments and reviews. If you enjoyed this episode and if you love this space as much as I do, I would appreciate it if you subscribe, leave a review, and most importantly, share with others. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at Dr. Tasha Brown on all platforms. Join me next Tuesday for another episode. And as always, I'm so excited to take notes with you.